What's up, family? This is Kenneth Crowley Sr., CEO of the Crowley Foundation and host of Season 2 Boys to Men podcast. I have two real ones with me this season. Please introduce yourselves. What's good? What's good, y'all? This your girl, Jay. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Peace and love. Peace and love. Kenneth KC Crowley II. We here. The Crowley Foundation is the family you've always had. Our values are family, service, pay it forward, authenticity, integrity, leadership, and scholarship. We created this podcast to educate, uplift, inform, and raise awareness around social justice on all platforms. Our guest today is definitely considered family, and we're excited to talk to them. Welcome to episode two, where we'll be discussing sexual trauma. Our guests this week are Nick Fisher and Anthony Crawford Jr. Y'all fellas, introduce yourselves and say something to the people right quick. Yeah, I'm uh, Nick Fisher, uh, one of the mentors for uh, Crowley Foundation, but happy to be on here, happy to be with, uh, involved with what y'all doing here. I'm excited. Hey, once again, my name is Anthony Crawford Jr., uh, native of Los Angeles, California, reside in Oklahoma City as an English teacher for Millwood High School, mentor slash facilitator for the Crowley Foundation. Yes, sir. Good to have y'all. So we're about to jump into it. Let's go. Perfect. Well, this is um, episode two, sexual trauma. We definitely want to make sure that we establish that this is a safe space. Um, Things that we talk about on this episode can definitely be pretty touchy for some people. Um, And so we want you to know that, again, you know, this is a safe space. um, And it's really important that we have these conversations because there's a lack of education um, and a lack of spotlight um, on these certain topics. And so we really wanted to shed light to that um, and bring awareness to that. And so, um, you know, everyone is definitely entitled to their own opinions. Um, but, you know, we want everybody to be safe to share their experiences and their thoughts and opinions. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Also, during this episode, there will be strong language that is used, no cursing. But strong language that is used. So if you are under the age of 18 and you are listening to this, I ask that you do listen with a parent um, just because our language will be strong. And this is an adult conversation around sexuality and sexual trauma. Now that we got that out the way, it's good to have everybody on this episode, man. I'm very excited about this topic. Welcome, everybody. How is y'all's day? Man, beautiful, brother. Beautiful. I'm doing amazing as well. Smooth, man. Two brothers that I really respect and uh, and look up to in so many different ways. So I'm I'm glad to have you guys on for this for this topic. Um, let's just start off, man. How do how do you fellas define sexual trauma? Uh, I define. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. No worries. Um, I feel, I think about it like a, a ripple effect. Um, something that starts off small, but um, as it goes on, kind of gets bigger and bigger. And I think about that in a way that it affects you in your life for forever. Hmm. I, uh, to piggyback on what Nick just said, or to add on to what he just said, uh, to me, sexual trauma is when you know, uh, as you as you as a youngster, you deal with something that you're not supposed to deal with sexually. You know that your mind, your body, your spirit isn't ready for because you because you're so innocent as a child. 
or, or you know, growing up. And then, you know, when that when that happens, you know, it traumatizes you in a sense to which it alters the way you look at sex, the way you look at love, the way you look at relationships. It alters everything, not not just on the sexual level. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. This is something that is created uh, sometimes at a very early age and what we might deem acceptable or or, or normal behavior because we might see it around us you might see it on tv and we grow up thinking that these things are okay and it take root and it develops into into our love life just like you were saying i think sexual trauma is is something that one has to be acknowledged you can't you can't you can't experience i mean you can't experience it and not know what you're experiencing but i think first you have to acknowledge that you are traumatized by a sexual experience that that you might have had um, and that doesn't always have to be a negative sense. It could just be something that you have not thought all the way through emotionally or mentally when and when you've had when you have had an experience or you have a certain action that you continue to repeat or a perception of the opposite sex while you're in relationships and you don't know where that that energy might have come from and it might have come from a, a, a sexual experience that you might have had or a sexual perception that you might have had at an early age. So I think sexual trauma is something that first needs to be acknowledged uh, and then needs to be refined so that it could be healed. Uh, but what if, what if though, what if like you don't know that you traumatized sexually? You know, you just, you just going on thinking, all right, whatever happened to me must be the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that, and if, and if I'm perceiving that to be the norm and I'm not knowing, like, hold on, but that's not normal, but that's not, that's not really cool. That's actually kind of, you know, it's actually kind of weird. You know, you, no, no one wants to, you know, call people out on these things because we, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, for for me, uh, uh, you know, one time I was, you know, you know, to be one hundred, one time I was having sex with a woman, and the way I was having sex with her, she was like, hey, "Hold on, where were you? Why, why are you doing that? Where you get that from? <laughs> you know, like, what, what is that?" And I was like, the only thing I could think of, you know, because nobody ever asked me that. The only thing I could think of was porn. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. porn, porn ruined me as a child, ruined mm-hmm. my sexual experiences, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that was, okay. oh, oh, that's how they do it? This is how it's supposed to go? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so like like, like my, my original question, I didn't mean to get on a rant, but my original question was, what if you don't know that you're traumatized sexually? You know, what if you just don't know that this is a, a burden on you or a hindrance on your sex life or your relationship? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think that just starts from a conversation, uh, nephew, to have a real healthy conversation in terms of your past experience, your current experience. You know, what's considered normal? What do we learn from? Um, you know, textbooks. What do we learn from adult conversations? What do we learn from uh, people that we can trust, right? And then from those conversations, and I'm not an expert by any means, so this is just my thought. Yeah, 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 most definitely. You know what I'm saying? And what we pick up from those conversations can help you determine that if you are, quote unquote, if you have been, you know, traumatized or if you have caused trauma on somebody else. Mm just by having those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would say self-awareness. As we mature and we get older, 
we must begin to be intrinsic about who we are, mm. where we are, what we're doing, what is our mental state, what is our emotional state. Once you begin to ask yourself these questions and sit down with yourself and are real with yourself, like I said, as you mature and grow, you begin to ask these questions that lead down these rabbit holes that often lead to these gyms, right, mm. on on who we are and, and how we became who we are. So I, I think it's a self-awareness, right? At a young yeah. age, you know, we're not really responsible too much for our own, our own actions and what we're doing, right? We're so free um, and, and we just act. We are, we act on our desires, right uh, uh, uh we're subject to our flesh right we, we we have no no rhyme or reason to what we are doing but like i said as we mature as young kings and young queens and we begin to become more aware of who we are it is our responsibility to to ask ourselves these questions why am i like this why do i do this what have i experienced do i think that that experience is okay uh what 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 does research even say about what mm. I'm experiencing, right? What it, what are what are doctors saying? Mm. Um, what is what is my spirit saying? So that's that's something that that I think is is a way to begin to unpack those things. It's just it's really just being self aware, man, and asking yourself those questions and being and being real with yourself and being and having those conversations like that say, with somebody that you know, love, and trust. You know, yeah. can you trust your, your your parents? Can you trust one of your best friends? You know how how you need a, you need a soundboard, somebody to bounce these things off of. Yeah. What about the child though? What about the the, the child who doesn't know that they've been sexually traumatized? You know, because you know you you speaking we were speaking from an adult sense, but what what about the child that has been sexually traumatized? You know how would even how would we even know to even ask the child? You know, like because children they don't say nothing. Your children can even young girls. Young girls can be getting raped and molested for five years mm-hmm. and don't say nothing. You know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. their uncle or their cousin or their brother. And then next thing you know, mm-hmm. they 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 whole life has been altered because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so what about what about the children who can't speak up? I ain't gonna say can't, but who don't or who don't know the means to speaking up. Yeah, man. Uh God's grace and power over over that child, seriously. Uh but again, I, I, I pray for, you know, uh some type of support system who can who can call this out and and and, and get it addressed early um as early as possible i pray for 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 justice <laughs> for whoever uh, the perpetrator is that they need to be off the streets <laughs> and out of these out of these homes uh, Amen. definitely Amen. and um and like i said man I, I i pray for that i don't i don't have the answer like i said i i i want just pray that there is is, is means in place to to help call it out if there's not um you know like I, think, I said, I what growth and maturity I, and self-awareness, man, I, I, I pray that justice is, 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 I pray justice is found. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about, too. I, but I think, I think we kind of do it. I think we our answers because if we give like, like how y'all gave, because this space right here is needed for me mm. because I've been sexually traumatized, you know, as a child, you know, uh, so these conversations for me is healing for me. I think if we uh, give them that platform, like, if I go into a class and be like, oh, all right, who in here has been molested when they was growing up? You know, let's just get it out the way. Let's start it because mm-hmm. because if, if we don't address it with the children, they not going to... I don't I don't think the parents are going to give them that leeway. I don't think they friends is really going to give them that leeway. So they just going to carry it. So there's got to be some type yeah. of... Some, some person, some teacher, some mentor, 
around somebody hope like like Casey prayed for like I hope somebody is there to you know to bring light unto the you know to that dark because that's that's scary yeah 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 that's powerful bro and I also think I definitely want to uh piggyback on that because you know it's gonna have to be you know in the mentor space we call them trusted adults Mm. right and so even on this topic there has to be a trusted adult that that not only will they feel comfortable talking to the trusted adult through through living those experiences themselves or just having an, an awareness of what's going on, not be afraid to ask those questions. And in those moments, they're probably not going to say nothing. They're damn sure not going to raise their hand in the class in front of everybody, but you know, they know that the, the door has been cracked and they have an opportunity to come to you at some point in time and hopefully begin to start getting some of that stuff off their chest because that's part of the problem. Yeah. You know, especially talking about children with your question, bro, they don't know. Number one, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to say it and they don't know who they can say it to. You know what I'm saying? And if they go and they say something to their adult parent, then their parents gonna probably think, or the child probably thinks that their parent thinks that the child did something wrong. Mm. You know I, what I'm I saying? Hate, I hate that. I hate exactly. that. Exactly. I do, but that's that's the world that we live in. And 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 children are smarter than we give them credit to, credit for. And so they already know this. If I say something to my mom, then she's gonna be mad at me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And kids don't want their parents mad at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just I just I just tap in and say that as it relates to the children. Mm. That's real. Yeah, that's real. Nick, how you, you at, Nick? How you feeling? How you feeling, Nick? I feel I got a couple of things to say. So I feel just like Puck, I was um I went through some things as well as a kid. So I feel like when that when those things did happen, um I knew I didn't like it. Um, as that kid, that's what I mean. I knew I didn't like it, but that's, I feel like I had that unsettling feeling for a minute until I was able to really process what happened. It was just an unsettling. I didn't like that, like to my core. Um, that's what I felt. And then, um, now that I think back on it, I kept silent because one, I knew that I didn't know, but what was perceived in society was that rape didn't happen to men or, or like, or boys. And then when you're growing up, all I'm hearing about the stories is just like dudes raping women. So yeah, it yeah. already phased out. There was no, no light shined on, oh, I'm a man and I got raped as well. I didn't get none of those stories. There was no, there wasn't even talks. Like pops didn't even talk to me like that. Dang. Like, because one, you don't even, I'm, what I was thinking about it was like he, he he wouldn't expect that to happen but me personally now that I've gone through that I gotta have that conversation with my kids now like everyone it's not just like I nowadays I feel like a, a, a parents would have that conversation with their daughter like this is what you do if, if something if someone raped you or anything like that and let you let your son go mm-hmm. cool you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's mm-hmm. not both ways but until you go through something like that um pup like correct me if my, I'm, I'm wrong when when have you when have you got that the, the the pamphlets on what to do as a male when you're raped like what that looks like 
other men Man. coming out like that you know that, that yeah even still to this day there's nothing like that for them um and it's crazy um so i think that what you're talking about pup like how, how do you help a, a, a child like there is no real spaces for for men in general and i know that this happens to everyone but like the black men there's no space for us to to really go at all uh, for this so that's why i kept quiet uh, a lot in, 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 in my experiences so so both of you guys um and so i, I did want to ask here um have you been a, a victim of sexual harassment or sexual abuse but pup you had already spoke to that and said that you have and so then nick you just said that you had an experience as well um and so did either of you share that experience with anybody and like, when did you share that experience and if you didn't why didn't you share that experience for, for me i i uh I, you know i kind of got comfortable speaking about it like 2015 ish mm-hmm. around that time because I didn't like, I, like I said, I didn't know. I'm like, dang, hold on. I heard, I heard somebody else talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, that happened to me too. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then that made that that triggered a bunch of stuff in my mind, and, and even in my heart, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got, you know, I got to look at everything. I got, I got to rewind back my whole life to see, you know, what 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 caused me to be the way I am, you know what I mean? Because and, mm-hmm. and, I didn't know that was a sexual traumatization. I didn't know that what happened to me was was one of those. I'm like, so when I write, when, when I learned about it, I had to buy books about it. I had to study it. I'm like, hold on. So I'm, I've been bamboozled. I've been I've been messed up. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that transparency kind of helped me just, shoot, that transparency helped me with everything else in my life. Like, you know, if I can be transparent about what happened to me, I can be transparent about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, There's so no that, right there. yeah, that that was that was how it went for me. Yeah, um, how it went for myself is uh, when I was first sexually assaulted, I was about fourteen, um, and then it took me until my senior year in college to tell um, my mom that what had happened. Um, and that phone call was pretty sad because like we both knew what happened, but I never told her. And when I told her, she just like. Um, she just kind of said, you know, like, I know, <laughs> followed by some tears, you know. Um, so that was definitely tough. Uh, and then it wasn't until this year, so a year outside of college that I went and told uh, on social media, kind of like, it was kind of like the Me Too movement, but um, it wasn't like that. But what it, I wouldn't normally do nothing like that. What it had made me is because my boy uh, that I grew up with posted one and that hit home. Um, cause he's the same age as me. So if I would have said something sooner, even in, in my friend group, um, mm. could I have helped him? Cause we have helped each other. And I was like, damn, like, I don't, uh, I don't want, I don't want to be the person that withheld info or, or, or could have been helpful to someone else. Like I needed. So I, um, I kind of took the route of telling everybody. Um, that way, because I just felt like I needed to, like, because I felt that I felt I left my my own boy down uh, hmm. by letting him go through that alone. Um, so yeah, that's that's those are those are strong uh, experiences, and I wonder if the 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 perception that this isn't supposed to happen to boys, or I will be weak, or some type of sissy if I say a girl touched me and I didn't want her to touch me. You know, like that's a real that's a real complex 
uh, especially if I'm thinking back to you know late '90s, early 2000s, and we think about these 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 uh, uh, examples that we we had growing up. So uh, I want to talk about the healing that's in sharing experiences like that, and is that a form of justice for uh, a victim of sexual assault? You know, being able to to speak, to talk through it. Um, and, and is it it is a is it a form of therapy for you? And what does justice look like for 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 an offender? What what do we need to happen? And what would you like to happen? Man, this might sound off the walk, back back crazy, but because of society, because of what um, white supremacy has injected in 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 our people, you know, uh, as far as when it comes to justice. I can't, I, when I look back on it, I can't blame the woman that did it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because she was reacting and responding off something that was injected into her. Mm-hmm. So I can't blame her, you know, because mm-hmm. like she was just as traumatized as me. So, mm-hmm. so my whole, my whole thing is when it comes to the justice point, when it comes to, you know, something like that against our own people, the only justice in that is, is, is forgiving and, and and healing yourself and make sure you don't do nothing and make sure that you know if anybody else is in that in that life make sure they're not doing it either yes sir. you know but but yeah. it is therapy to speak on it it is therapy to share it is therapy to uh it, it's a release you know because mm-hmm. we, like i said we carry these things you know we, we we all got like invisible bags that we just carrying for no reason and then once you come on man and then once you share it once you once you release it that bag goes away, and it's like, oh, oh, dang, I feel lighter. <laughs> you know, it's that's, it, it, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's, you know, on a, spirit, on a spiritual sense, it's so true. Because, like I said, I, be, I was, you know, when when I found out about that trauma, mm-hmm. I was holding on for that. I was holding on that bag for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, I was writing stories about it. I wrote, I put it in my book. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know. Here I am five years later, and I'm like, oh, how come I'm just, you know, it was hard for me to share it back in, but now it just it just comes out easily, you know. So like, I'm healed from it. That's how you know when you really heal from something. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's that beautiful. Is, that is. That's a great perspective. I wasn't expecting that at all. That's crazy. Talk to me, Nick. Talk to me. What does justice look like for victims and the offender? Justice for the uh, the victim. I don't, I feel like the best thing for me was to, to understand that I was still a good person. Like, mm. um, like what had happened to me didn't mean that I was like not acceptable, that I wasn't deserving of certain things or, or, um, to be treated correctly. Um, I think that that's justice. Cause you get trapped in your mind when this stuff happens to you. Um, mm. and I mean, I don't even know. Like, you can lock somebody up. You can kill them, put them, uh, give them a death sentence. But I mean, like, the, the acts still happen to you. And that, uh, like, things that happened to me from that day still affect me today. And I've never talked to that woman again in my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't know what the, the justice looks like for them. I, I would hope that they could be put on blast. Uh, I think that that's important. So other people don't fall into that again. Uh, but I mean, as far as locking them up and stuff like that, me personally, uh, yeah. 
that doesn't that doesn't help me. But I, I I would definitely think that we we need to put them on blast. I think that more so um, will will upset me. Locking them up will help, I guess, because they they can't um, do it to anybody else. But um, in that sense, but I think I haven't really thought about that. I think I'm so uh, I've been so rocked by this that. Um, I, I'm still dealing with myself. Um, really, That's real. it's kind of hard to uh, shed light on anything else because uh, this is still brand new for me. Like this, this band aid just got ripped off for me. Uh, and what's crazy is that's the uh, that's the, the 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 first time anything's ever happened to me. But today, um, as a man, like as as a 23 year old man, that that's same thing still happened to me. Um, and I mean, like when I'm, what what's crazy is I tell people this: like if I go, if I were to go out to the club, if I don't approach a woman, um, she's gonna approach me and and, and be like, "Are are you gay? Because you're not talking to me." Um, mm. So like verbally abused by women um, through that way, where it don't even make you want to go out, um, it don't make you want to be nowhere. Um, I've been I be, I get grabbed um, by a woman while I'm. Um, like walking in like a confined space, I'll get broke still uh, to this day. So I think that, like when I when I talk, that's the uh, when I'm talking about this first time when I was 14. I don't want it to be uh, mistaken that this stuff still happens as we go like throughout our everyday lives. And even though that was monumental, um, I feel like sometimes you get kind of uh, desensitized as well because I'm talking about this stuff like it's just happening. And uh, like that kind of sucks for me. Yeah. yeah. So about that, like you were saying, um, putting them on blast. I want to talk about that because like cancel culture is really big right now. You know, yep. like everybody is always so quick to you know cancel somebody, and and I feel like that's kind of like putting people on blast. Like, is that the key? Like, is that how we should respond <clears throat> when when somebody um does that because honestly right now that's the way that you know people are responding like especially on social media um and just like you were saying Nick, like how you shared your story um you know I've, I've seen a lot of stuff lately where people are blasting people I mean like completely mm-hmm. posting their picture their social media accounts all their information that they have of them I mean they'll post somebody's phone number address mm-hmm. you know um everything and will tell their stories and it's crazy to see like how many women and um or men you know what i mean because everybody's doing it to be honest I, I see it on both sides on the internet um but it's crazy to see like how many people like in the comments will also have stories like about a person and yeah. like how many other people it's happening to and so i personally think that justice does look like cancel culture like i do think that it looks like calling people out for what they did and i, I do think that people need to be shamed a lot of times and it needs to be like hey like you did this and like this is not okay but then i also mm-hmm. think about what pub said like it's not their fault you know what i mean like they were traumatized too you know and so you can't really blame people for what they don't know and their ignorance and things like that um and so it's like if we're calling somebody out then are we you know pushing them further to the ledge you know what i mean because they're already there um i think it just kind of has its pros and its cons uh but i do feel like that stuff does need to be shed light on um and especially situations like how nick is saying going out and just getting groped um like things like that they that that needs to be shed light on like it's just not okay you know what i mean and so 
Hey, you, hey, I do, I do believe that exposure brings closure. Mm-hmm. Like, like if somebody, Ooh, if, if somebody exposed me, that might be my last time doing whatever they exposed. Like, you know what? <laughs> can't do that no more. They, yeah. yeah, you know, it just, it's like prime example. I used to wear K Swiss back in middle school. My, my, you know, when when they went out of style, seventh grade, I came to school with some K Swiss on. Everybody got on my shoes. I said, wait, whoa, whoa. You know, I didn't even know they was, when did they, when, we got canceled in, yeah. you know? So I started wearing K-Swiss. <laughs> we had to be you put know, on like, blast. So we gonna get you, yeah. we gonna cancel you. You ain't gonna be able to sit at this table no more. Yeah. <laughs> like that does something to us emotionally, you know, getting exposed to something that, that's not, that's not considered cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless, unless it's the right thing to do. Usually most of the time, the right thing to do is gonna be, you gonna get the same reaction as, as you know, like the cancel culture, you know what I'm saying? If you if you going against the grain, you're gonna get the same reaction, you know. But if it's but if it's something like 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 to me, to me, pedophiles and rapists, they need to get exposed for sure. Mm-hmm. Expose all these, you know what I mean? Like those are the main ones who need to get exposed and the main ones who need to be getting charged. To me, I believe in a death penalty when it comes in. Yeah. That's dope. I can relate to what both of y'all said. So I'm going to drop this out there and I've been keeping this close to my chest and close to my family but you know recently um, I've been a victim of sexual assault and I'm to be honest this is just barely over a month bro and I'm like still dealing with this shit you know what I'm saying and so there's a lot of emotions that go into it in terms of how I'm dealing with it how I'm dealing with the people that's involved um, you know, taking legal actions. How do I want to? Uh, how, what does justice look like in terms of all of that? And so, like when they said put them on blast, that's cool. But you know, I believe in trying to get to what the root cause mm. is. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm beginning to look at a lot of these individuals, and I'm understanding and I'm learning that this is another level or another case of mental health. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when Puppy was saying that how, you know, stuff happened to them, so it's kind of generational and they don't know that it's wrong, that's still, that's a form of mental health to me. You know what I'm saying? Or you got someone that is, is a drug abuser and they're out committing these acts. That's mental health. You know what I'm saying? So justice for me, I kind of really agree with both of y'all, but justice for me, bro, is just getting these jokers some help Ooh. at the end of the day. Like, Ooh. I got my emotions tied to the case, like, what I want to do, you know what I'm saying, bro? But I'm not out here on no vigilante shit, you know what mm, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't want what happened to me to happen to nobody else. And I I know from this experience, bro, it's just, it's all mental health. They just, they just need some help that that me or my family can't give them because we was ready to give them some help. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that type of help. Um, but what, what, you know, my answer to that question is um, we need to get them some help just on, on, on some mental side. You spoke about, you know, pressing charges and, and taking legal action for Nick and, and Pup. Have you guys seek legal action? Um, if you had, what was that experience? If you hadn't, why not? 
like like I said, for me, I didn't know. I I thought that was cool, you know, because um, it actually happened to me again when I was seventeen at Langston, because um, I had a uh, it was a classmate. She was twenty seven, you know, like at Langston we had we had government together and like. Like one day she came to class, was like, "Hey, what's your, you know, just macking me down?" Was like, "I need you to sign me in," because she was like, "I ain't gonna be coming to class often." And I'm all like, "I ain't signing nobody in." Like, I guess she, I guess, I guess that like kind of like turned her on or something, you know what I'm saying? And she was the first. She got me. She got me drunk for the first time in my life. She got me high for the first time in my life, and she made me do things to her that. You know, I mean, that I thought was, like I said, I thought everybody was doing stuff like this, you know, until somebody spoke on it. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm, I'm still kind of like just learning from it. So I, and, and and I don't know, you know, if I still press charges, I don't, I don't, it, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what mindset is on that. I think that's a good question. Hmm. What about you, Nick? Um, Yeah, so what I, I mean, I still feel the same. What I said was that everything is so recent. I'm still dealing with this stuff myself like even when it happened it was a it went dormant for six years or almost almost like nine years nine eight years went dormant and i was just coming back out so it's like i'm with pup it's like my mind's not even about pressing charges it's like i'm literally um trying to dig deep within um like i still got work to do on myself and i think that i'm more there um, than pressing charges and anytime that it happens really it's like I don't know I feel like it's a it's a lost cause still um, for men especially um, like am I even going to get believed that it happened to me uh, like it's I don't know like, should, I, it's just a lot. should I feel some should I feel some type of way that I liked it you know what I'm saying like I, I do, I'm you know. all over I'm all over the place. I don't mean to laugh. That's not. These but, are, but I do these, completely understand what you're saying. But so. those are all symptoms yeah, of, of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, for for you to have those thoughts, I'm never in a space for victim blaming. Um, yeah. But I'm also in the space, you know, for 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 victims to be able to 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 seek justice in any way that they see fit. So if that's your approach, then that is understandable. But if we also feel like, you know, these people should be off the streets and people should know, I don't think making a, you know, a, 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 a post on social media is 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 going to stop, going to stop these 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 assaults in these cases. I think there needs to be a real real rehabilitation for these offenders because yeah. there is mental health issues associated with this. So we need to be able to order those things through a judicial system. Um, and, you know, I, I remember at a young age, I had an experience, you know, in middle school where a, a female ghost me, I didn't like it and I wanted to press charges. Um, and I understood exactly what I was doing in the moment. And I just went down to press charges and, and that was it. You know, like <laughs> they, they took my story and they, they got some other stories. They tried to retrieve some camera footage, couldn't see it on the camera. And that was that was pretty much it. And if you can't you can't prove this uh, this event, you know, un- unequivocally or undeniably, then it's hard to even move forward with it. But I think that numbers of cases p- pent up on an individual could bring about the right amount of change. 
uh, where these people can't get some healing if there's certain certain offenses too many times for a certain person. So that's that's how I feel about bringing justice to this and 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 and, and, and whether you should tell or not. Um, I think it just needs to be on the radar, to say the least. You know, I need. I think it needs to be on the radar so that we are all aware of it. That's real. I did want to tap into um, what you had said, though, Puck, because that's that's really real. Like, is it bad that I liked it? Because, or you know, is it is it wrong that I liked it? Or weird if I liked it? Um, Because, like, as a young man, um, did you guys notice women taking a liking to you? You know what I mean? And like, how did that make you feel? And I can only. You know, I obviously speak from a place of not understanding that side. Um, but in my mind and what I think as a woman, I feel like a man probably would like that. Like, and feel like, oh, like, you know, this older woman, she liked me. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like men that, kind of, they that, they do enjoy that. That's why, that's why I didn't think it was wrong when I was young. You know, I didn't think it was wrong when I was 17. Yeah. And, but until, like, when I, heard a, when I heard another man talking about it, he was just like he, you know, he gave the the, the times and the ages he was. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, like ah, I battled with that for a minute. Like I'm like, man, like I know this is wrong. I know she was wrong, but you know, then I had to think like, what if, what if, what if I was a woman? What if, what if another man ten years older than me? You know, it's just a lot. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, you could say I, that same thing about about a young woman. A younger woman might be attracted to an older man, but that you know that doesn't make it any more right or or any or any less wrong. Right. You know, just because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not into the victim blaming, but just because uh, 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 somebody somebody that was underage or couldn't make their own sound decision uh, may or may have not liked it, doesn't mean you can take advantage of them and and of their will and of their ability to choose. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the. I'm gonna jump back. I was gonna say, what about Nick? Because Nick had to answer the question yeah. as well. <laughs> yup, uh, run it back for me. I was just asking about um, as a young man, if women, older women, took a liking to you, and how that made you feel. Um, so this is something I uh, a trait I had to figure out. Short story or short short answer, yes. Um, older women did. Uh, to to an an extreme rate, older women like way, way older, and um, I would say like five six years older, and that's what happened when I got um, like sexually assaulted my first time. It was about a woman who was like uh, five years older than me, um, and that kind of set a ripple effect to me where I only want to talk to older women now. Uh, like I don't think I don't I don't. Mm. I don't date younger women i've never had a girlfriend that's been younger than me um they've always been older than me um it's been like something some subconsciously important to me and when i think about like why it is or where that would have stemmed from it's because um an older woman took advantage of me so that's like something i'm forever implanted in my mind is that um i should be with someone that's older and then um something else that i was thinking about is when i am getting um talked to by these older women um, literally sending photos and have an older woman send photos to me as a uh, as a minor um, in my head I'm thinking this is cool I'm thinking that this is like what's supposed to happen like but not knowing what 
it is doing to me mentally, what it is, um, how it is messing my, my thinking up as a man. Um, and then when you get older, it's like when you reverse those roles, it's like, man, I would be sick. I would be disgusting for me to do that to someone. Like, that's how I feel about it now. I don't think that it's, that it's okay. Like, th now that the roles are reversed, would I want to be a 25-year-old talking to, like, a 16-year-old? No. No. Like, I feel like that's just horrible when I think about it that way. Um, that's that's really what um, brings a lot to my, to my life now, though, um, of how I feel like that stuff was wrong because as I get older to where those women's age were and, and I look back to my age, I'm like, nah, like this still wasn't cool. Um, so that's my thoughts. Yeah. We want to make it clear that sexual misconduct is unacceptable. Absolutely. From a male, a female, from uh, someone older, someone younger, gay straight or in between sexual misconduct is not appropriate uh misogyny is another is another stem of that and we talk about that with the music and this this culture this culture of objectifying uh, of women and not having a, a clear stance um when it when it comes to femininity and respecting a woman we have to address that as men uh, we have to address sexuality as a, as an entire culture, and like I said, we're here to say that sexual misconduct is not acceptable. You need to be able to think twice uh, before you make a decision uh, for your flesh or out of desires. Uh, we have a lot of young people that listen to this as well, so uh, young college students that listen to this. So you guys on the college campuses where sexual misconduct runs rampant. I need you guys to be thinking twice and, and be aware of what's going on around you, uh, what decisions you're making while you're at these parties. This is a PSA. This is a message from God. Call it whatever you want to. Uh, think twice before you make uh, uh, sexual decisions. Because like I said, sexual misconduct is unacceptable. Period, point blank. You heard it here. Um, I do want to talk about, we've, we've addressed how men, um, are also victims of sexual assault and we are traumatized sexually as well what was your uh, uh, this is this is for the room what was your initial reaction to the me too movement um, in its in its conception and, and as it began to trend um, and these stories were told by women who have been wronged by men sexually um, or sexually assaulted what, what was your initial reaction and in, in, in has it changed or matured over time? I I thought the Me Too, Me Too movement been going on, but I just thought they just gave it a name. So I don't, I don't, I didn't really have a reaction to it. Okay, strong. So, so my, my reaction, I got a couple different reactions. So my first reaction was, I definitely think that it was uh, some racism in terms of how um, the suspects were, were treated, right? Um, and I know Harvey Weinstein was like, blew this thing out of the water. and But it took them so long to build this case against Harvey Weinstein. But I think the other, the other, the other black cats, that I, th I don't think the case took as long, but I think it just got more popularity for whatever reason. So that's my initial thought. But I'll also say as it relates to me personally, I also thought that 
um, I didn't understand the strength or the value of a gang of people coming forward, right? And I and now that I'm in this situation, I see how hard it is for uh, the system to just take one voice seriously. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it from victims' eye lens now to even the way that I was treated when I went to the police station. I can just imagine, you know, how some women, if not all of these women, were treated, you know, by male-dominated culture of law enforcement. Um, and even when I go up to talk to the dude, he's looking at me crazy like, oh, yeah, big black 6'2 man, you, 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 you was assaulted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like the whole perception is twisted on how we get treated, even if we're the suspect or the victim. Mm-hmm. So my whole perception <clears throat> has matured and I got I got more respect now for everybody that has came forward and has said something because no matter how small uh, the charge or no matter you know what little bit of touching they did or however big the assault or the trauma caused, trauma is trauma let's just not get that shit twisted mm-hmm. so my maturity level is all the way on 100 right now that's right, real right. for me personally um as a woman and i don't speak for all women you know what i mean i, I speak for myself as a woman in my own life's perspectives um but when i saw that there was something in me that was happy like I'm like yes like give these pervs what they deserve like everybody needs to know about this like because like I said earlier I'm I'm with the call outs and I'm with the shameless person and women need to know not to talk to that man because he's probably in your DMs and you know so I, I definitely was like you know good give them, give them what they deserve because that stuff is not okay and it does happen to women just like um, you know just like it happens to men and, and just like how you guys you know I understand you feel like the the spotlight is not on that and I agree it's not on that as well but for women it, there is something that feels good about you know justice being served overall even if it's not for you and for your own situation it's like yes justice is being served um, because just like you said that um, you know you go in and you have your story you just have that one story and it's like there's a, a hundred other people who are going to walk in with their all one stories you know and so they're not going to take anything that you're just going to say so to see things on a larger scale um, just kind of happen and a whole movement happen I think that that's really good um, but I also on the other hand do personally feel like something started to kind of get a little out of hand um, and I think that that unfortunately just happens because of social Social media and because of the internet these days um, a lot of things just kind of can go any which way once the internet gets it in their hands and so um, I do think that sometimes there were situations that were kind of drawn out of proportion um, there I do believe that there were situations that were a bit exaggerated at times um, and I, I just hate you know that that does happen um, and um, it, it just kind of I guess lessens the um, the effect that a movement has because now there's kind of like this negative stigma around like the Me Too movement like it's like every little thing you know it's like oh you know is that Me Too movement and it's like it shouldn't be that um, and so I, I don't like that and like I said I think that the internet kind of does that but I do really appreciate just kind of seeing that that justice happen on a really large scale like that and I think that is necessary 
Um, but I also think that it should be both sided. Like men can say me too as well. You know, I don't, I don't think that it's just a women's movement and I don't look at it as just a women's movement. I look at it as a, um, a sexual abuse movement or a sexual offenders movement. So I definitely think that that should kind of start changing directions since we can do that, you know, with the internet now. So, yeah. Jay. Um, I agree with Jay. Uh, I feel like you should make a platform for it to be uh, new because me personally, I was happy for the Me Too movement, but it wasn't for me. Um, so that's where it did it for me. Um, and beyond that, like when I went, if you go look up the Me Too movement, it's like a woman's movement. So if a, if a man's looking up for it, um, he might feel like that that movement's not for him. Just based off the the, uh, the descriptions, if you just put in Me Too movement um, mm-hmm. in a certain part. So I rock with you. Yeah, I do feel like there is a, a, a need to shine light on both. Um, so that would be raw if we created a platform for it. Um, but that's how I felt. I was happy for the women um, in, the, in the Me Too movement, but it just didn't feel like that was my space. So I didn't know how to um, go further than that with it. Okay, smooth, smooth, smooth. Anything else? For me, I mean, uh, I will address the Me Too movement as well before we get out of here. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I loved it. I was scared for the, how out of hand it, it seemed to get as well. Um, but for the, the reasoning behind the movement and what it represents, I was all for Like I said, uh, I, I don't support sexual misconduct at all. I don't listen to R. Kelly. Um, I'm not here for it. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. For me, uh, like I said, this this movement is is necessary. It's justified to bring light to 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 like Jana said, the pervs out there, uh, to women that think it's okay to grope men, and you know just because you know we're not messing with you, we might be gay or something, or we're just responsible sexually, <laughs> and we don't want to just have sex with everything walking. Um, so I, I I was all for it. So. Um, I'm proud of that movement. I'm proud of the, the women that are, are getting justice or, and, and having uh, their stories told and, and getting healing because I think that's very important just for the individual. But um, I just wanted to, to to bring light to this, man. And, and thank you to Diana for, for bringing this topic up and bringing this yeah. to light and wanting to yeah. have this conversation on this platform. This is really important to us, really important to our, our society right now. And if we need to have more conversations like it, and we need to be in more spaces where it's acceptable um, and it's understood to have these conversations. So mm-hmm. that, that's my energy, man. Thank you, guys. Yo. Hey, quick question. Last question. Last question. I'm sorry. Can you guys still hear me? I just had a call coming through. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Can y'all hear I, me? Um, I definitely wanted to make sure, you know, that I had brought this topic up and, and shed light on this, especially because I have a son. You know, and so I can't help but wonder when that day is going to come. You know what I mean? When uh, I'm going to see a woman look at my son in like a sexual way. You know what I mean? And and I'm knowing that my son is his young age and, and how upset that's going to make me and how uncomfortable that's going to make me feel. You know what I mean? And so it's just important to bring education and awareness to those situations. Um, and it's, it's important for me to make sure that my son knows how to handle himself in those situations and, you know, and, and does not become um, a victim of sexual abuse. And so 
So, so this was definitely really important to me. Um, and my dear friend Nick had posted about it on, on Twitter. And so I definitely, um, you know, felt like it was close to home enough for us to go ahead and talk about it here. So I certainly appreciate you guys and your perspective um, and everything that you guys have brought into our platform today. Um, and just really happy that we could uh, talk about this. And I hope that somebody's listening um, and they want to share their story as well, or they want to, you know, um, do whatever they need to do, seek that healing, get that therapy, um, whatever it is that's going to make you feel comfortable with yourself and your situation. You know, I hope that we're able to help you out as well um, and even give you some education, you know what I mean, or or give you some therapy. So thank you guys. Question. Yeah. Question. Go ahead, nephew. Yeah, I think um, having multiple sex partners is a response from sexual trauma. Pup always is a response. Oh, oh, I got you. I got a, I got a response to that. Um, multiple ahead, sexual partners at one time, or, or, because um, I feel like what I think that yes, that is a response to it. Um, because I feel like I didn't have multiple. Well, yeah, I did, but I feel like after that had initially happened to me, pup, I'd over uh, compensated over. No, not conversated, but hyper sexualized everything. Um, and I wanted to have sex. I think there was something in me that made me feel like I wanted to be possessive over what was happening um, in my sex life. Like, I didn't want to feel like it was out of my hands no more. Um, so I think that having multiple sex, sexual partners did happen um, because of that, as a result of that. Um, yeah. That's real. I definitely think that having multiple sexual partners could be a, a result of sexual trauma. Um, I also think that anything sexually can be a result of sexual trauma. Um, I think that you kind of have to look at the way that you think about sex um, and the way that you are with sex, you know what I mean? The way that you treat sex and just your life and things that have happened to you and those traumas that have happened to you um it all plays a part and so um absolutely a, a thousand percent i would say sexual partners is no different than the rest of that yeah mm-hmm. that's what's up man this is a man i really appreciate everybody tapping in today just uh sharing being open being honest again no judgment I do want to reiterate that there uh, in the United States, there are 1% of, uh, uh, of males that have been victims of sexual assault. So again, we're not taking anything away from females or whatever gender you identify with, but we just wanted to touch on that 1% uh, with our guest today and just have everybody just talk from their experience. So just uh, hope you loved it, hope you liked it. I uh, want to just, before we get out of here, just get some closing thoughts from Nick, some closing thoughts from Anthony, and we're going to close it down. Yeah. Um, I think this was a, a an amazing space. Um, I wanted to thank you guys for even putting us on this, because uh, I think this is going to be powerful. Like I said, um, y'all, y'all, this platform is just huge, um, and I'm just humbled that y'all even consider us to be on here. So I think that... Uh, what y'all doing here is great. Keep on. Um, yes, sir. How I, you feel, nephew? I'm, um, it's an honor and privilege to 
uh, share the space with you guys, at the commune with you guys, and to you know pass on some more love and light onto things that needs to be talked about in the community that needs to be brought to the attention of every parent, every student, everybody across this nation. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm highly grateful to be a part of that. Uh, I, I won't try to continue doing what y'all doing because. Man, y'all, uh, you know, y'all, y'all are healing. You know, y'all are healing, folks. Y'all are doing things that that a lot of people just don't have. You know, they don't have the the the, the sense, the the nerve, the they don't have the skill. I don't even know what to call it. They don't have a gift to even do what what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really grateful to be a part of this. I'm really grateful for allowing me to be a part of you guys' vision. Uh, keep on. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Talk to us, Jay. Man, I I feel like um like like I said, I I honestly think that pub's question kind of kind of wrapped up my thoughts there pretty well. Um, just with the with the sexual trauma and everything. But again, thank you guys so much for being here. Definitely appreciate you sharing your stories and your experiences. Um, and you know your thoughts. And I definitely appreciate everybody for listening. Um. And again, hope that we could be that therapy for you, provide that knowledge for you and, you know, be that little voice to say, go get whatever help you need and, and get that process started. Yes, ma'am. KC, talk to us, baby. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I love you fellas so much. Like I said at the beginning, man, I, I, I truly look up to you guys and uh, love you brothers as well. Respect you brothers tremendously. Thank you for sharing and being open. We'll definitely do this again. This is not the end of this conversation. Uh, just the beginning, man. Just the beginning of some true healing and uh, some true breakthroughs. So uh, my last words, as always, arrest the officers who killed Breonna Taylor, Jonathan Madley, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. So get them arrested. Love y'all. Right, too. Yes, Love sir. y'all, Shout yo. out to the big homie, Nate. Also arrest uh, Woodard. Rosenblatt and uh, Rodima. Those are the officers who uh, killed Elijah uh, McClain here in Aurora. Rosenblatt's already been fired, but that's not good enough for us. So we're not going to rest. We're not going to stop protesting until they, until they are charged with murder. So Proly Foundation, baby. Kenneth Proly Sr. Episode 2. Season 2. It's in the books. Until next week. Peace and love, family. One love.